Hey friends, it's Tamisha and I am still on the struggle bus. Friends, it's Alexander and I have upgraded to a premier seat on the struggle bus. And, and this, this is Why We're, we're friends. friends. It's been a long ass time and we still in the struggle. Are y'all still in the struggle? Some of y'all probably like, me too, shit. See, we're just like normal people. No, I won't call nobody out their name but there have been people who have listened to it and reached out to me and we've talked about the struggle and they were like oh my god that that episode uh, that episode is is real talk you know mm-hmm. even even whether it be comments on instagram people were responding and i think it just goes to show once again everybody has a struggle and uh, the struggle varies and yes. the seasons vary mm. and the struggle is consistent and sometimes it it's there ain't no energy left for the struggle or <laughs> for the basic daily things you got to do to just stay alive. Right. Like drinking enough water. I'm at that end of the school year struggle that it's almost summer struggle. That Tell me about that. Though it's almost summer struggle. Yeah. Like, so I guess the end of the school year struggle is you got all these assignments due at the end of the school year. But the summer struggle is like you're going into this time where like, there's going to be a bunch of kids everywhere because everybody's out of school and everybody's going to be at the beach and doing all the things. And I'm like, I got stuff, lots of fun stuff coming up this summer, but I also got to work. So you got to find jobs and you got to make this special summer transition and shit. And I'm just like, can I just sleep through the summer? Right. Can that I sounds hibernate? nice. I just want to hibernate until away. I get to the things I want to actually do. And then I just want to be awake for those things. And I just want to go back to sleep. Is that possible? Uh, give it a shot let me know how it goes i'll probably be homeless at the end of it but you know i think because you know mm-hmm. i do i feel work. you what is your struggle do you want this in alphabetical or chronological <laughs> order because <laughs> i could spin it alphabetically or chronologically i would like it. to see both i like to go by month and then see that month alphabetically <laughs> oh we uh, you think this is one month by, or you mean by, by month. month oh by month chronologically by month okay well all started that alphabetically. it all started in september of 1993 <laughs> you know, we don't have time for that we don't okay we this don't whole, have time for all that so it'll be three hours and you still be, gonna be I'll, like I'll, and I'll then go through we all got of to it. march of 2013 but it would make sense uh it, it's all good. I won't, I won't go into detail about it all because, I, I mean, I think what we talked about last time, I know it was almost a month ago, but we talked about how do you hold space with intention for all of the things that you know that you were put on this earth to do mm-hmm. and that you have a desire to do. And how do you do that while, while acknowledging that what's in front of you ain't shit? <laughs> and what you got in your hands is like, oh, this this, this ain't, I, I, I don't have, I don't see it in a physical manifestation. How do you manifest that? How do you, how do you draw that towards you? And I think that that probably is one of the things I'm learning in this struggle mm-hmm. currently, because I know, <laughs> you know, we go through ebb and flow with the struggle. But in this current season of the struggle, what I've been learning is that it has been pushing to the surface uh, my ability to draw towards me what I really want. Um, You know, it might sound weird, but like when you have all the options on the table and you're like, oh, I could do anything I want and I sleep eight hours a night and I have, you know, extra, like, uh, you know, excess of thousands of dollars in my, <laughs> Tamisha just yawned. See, even she's sick of my, my struggle. No, it's she's not. Like, I'm not sick of your struggle. I'm just tired. You're tired of my struggle. I'm not okay. tired of your struggle. See, why you always got to take stuff personally? 
It's my white fragility. I was just about to say that. I wasn't about to say anything. My but in my fragility. head, I was just thinking. My, my white fragility got me. This is huh. part of my struggle. Where's a jar? Yeah, is there a jar for some white tears? Oh, there's uh, a jar. There is a jar. Hold on. Let me, jar let me just cry. Hold on. Let me wipe my tear into this. Yes. Hold Collecting on. them. Hold They'll on. probably be bitter, you know. Do, now, who gets these, though? I don't know. I think I can, you know, recycle them or something. I don't know. Sell them to a pawn shop? Shit. I don't know. A pawn shop? <laughs> okay. We're going to continue going. Um... <laughs> But I think the beauty of the struggle is it forces, at least for me, to keep any type of level of hope. It keeps me in a in a in the process of saying, okay, what is it that I want out of life in general? Because in the struggle, when you're either working a job or doing something that you have to do, and you're saying, okay, I don't want to do this, uh, but I don't want the next move in my life to be lateral. Whether you're moving geographically or you're buying a new car, nobody goes into a new situation, or very rarely do you go into a situation looking for a lateral move. Do that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I think that the beauty of the struggle, at least for me, is it's forcing me to make a decision about what I want to do next. And I'm grateful that the the push is to not make anything be a lateral move, if that makes sense. No, so in terms good. of work, in terms of, of, of pursuing anything artistically, uh, in terms of everything, it's like I don't want it to be lateral. So I don't know. Yeah. No. Now our producer's laughing. See, everybody's That's sick. Good. Everybody, everybody's no. laughing at my struggle. No, my we're white not fragility at, is just. Oh my just, gosh. Okay, we're moving on. Not centered around you and your fragility. Hold on, okay? get the jar back. I hate you. So, but no. So for me, I think one of the things I'm learning from my struggle is how free it is to not have a filter. Mm, like, say more. So I think that when we when we're kind of, you know, when things are well and we're on, it kind of like it's easier for us to fall into this kind of filtered respectability politic kind of way of speaking and saying things. I think we're more inclined to um, work with people like, and I don't want to say in my struggle, I'm not more inclined to work with people. I just am not inclined to work with people who don't want to work. So you're just more selective or you're you more, more selective, more like, more willing to call out the bullshit. Like, mm. you know how you said things ain't shit? Just going, you ain't shit. That ain't shit. That ain't shit. This ain't <laughs> all. It all ain't shit. Like, to just have the freedom to be able to just, to kind of say that, to leave it out, to just call bullshit and walk, to walk away from things and to not, I think there's certain filters that's like, I will feel bad and how, how will this person take this? And da, 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 which are all things that you should do. But I think that there's certain points for me, and maybe this is for other people, that you do it to the expense of yourself. That like, part. Like, you care so much about how another person will feel about what you say or how certain aspects of an organization or a thing or an issue, how those things will feel based on your opinion. And you do it so much that you hold yourself back or you stay within a toxic space just because you're so worried about what the other thinks, other person, other thing, job, all the things outside of yourself. And so when you're just tired, though, you go into this sense of survival mode where it's just like, well, shit, if I can't look, I'm trying to wake up tomorrow. I'm trying not right. to have a heart attack, high blood pressure because of all of this stress. I'm trying to live. And not only that, I'm trying to get to a place where I can thrive me. So if that means I got to call bullshit on you, that feels real freeing right now. And there's no inhibitions. There's no none of those things because I'm in survival mode that are prohibiting me from going there. Right. So it's just this freedom of going. Nope, that's bullshit. Nope. 
No, I don't like that. But I think even even more than just assigning a value, because like, I think what a lot of people hear or what a lot of people think when they hear, like if I say that ain't shit or like, okay, don't do that. Don't do X, Y, and Z. Or if you say something that goes against how we've been conditioned to interact socially for respectability's sake, mm-hmm. we have the tendency to uh, misinterpret when somebody says, the words, you know, either no or I don't like that for them assigning value towards you. Right. And and so it, it's a more about an energy level of saying I don't have the energy or the capacity to help you f- fix what you just said or did. I'm not even going to entertain that because I just don't have the energy. Right. And I need to attract to me people who are on the energy level that have the ability to come correct. Right. And again, not assigning value to it, but just the people who have the ability to come correct right now. And you know what that is for you, and I know what it is for me in terms of what it means to come to be correct. Right. No, that's true. The struggle part, though, being in the struggle this long, knows all of that, has processed all of that, and realizes that some people don't even deserve that explanation. Some people, oh, all they get absolutely. is a no. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I so- think for the, hopefully for the listeners or for anybody that I pissed off the past few weeks, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but for, for people to understand that, you know, it, life does not revolve around any single individual. It's just like with your job. If you're working a job that has nothing to do with your calling or for your, the mandate that you've been given for your time on earth, mm-hmm. then that job would replace you. And they might shed a few tears, but they're going to replace you, you know, and, and they're going to move on. And they're, they're going, going to, to move on. I had a job a few years ago where somebody, I didn't even, I mean, I, I was nice i'm a cordial person because i want to maintain at least somewhat of a positive atmosphere at work i don't want to just create negativity Mm -hmm. but i did not like this individual and when i was my time to leave and they they asked the question they said are you gonna miss me and i don't like to lie (laughs) no i don't like to lie and so i just said i i just responded with i'm going to miss you as much as you'll miss me and that's all i said because I know that that person was saying it to either not feed the ego, but saying it to be polite, but it was also to like boost themselves in a way of like, you know, affirm me. And I, so I said, I'll miss you as much as you'll miss me. And so if you say you'll miss me, that's as much, that is as much as I'll miss you. And it has nothing to do with how much I'll miss them. It has everything to do with def- like saying everything you're trying to get me to do right now, affirm you, you know, boost your ego, whatever. I'm not going to do it. And so when you're in the struggle, sometimes you, you have a shortened, um, What's the word? Your your rope is shorter, or your Mm -hmm. your patience is yeah. You're closer to the edge, and you're you know, you're you're more inclined to to respond in a way that's viewed as cranky or negative. Yeah. And sometimes that's good because the people who are your friends and the people who are rooting for your rise, they're gonna stick around even if you get cranky. They mm-hmm. might give you some time to cool off or whatever that looks like. Well, they'll call you on your shit and say, you didn't have to say, like, right. don't do all of that. Right. It, but there's not going to be like a, a, a fallout because you said something a little bit sideways. That's so funny because you better than me because I think somebody asked me that one day at work. Uh, they were gone and they came back and they asked me if I missed them. And I was like, no. <laughs> and everybody was like, and I was like, let me, let me break this down for you. When you are gone... I don't miss you because you're gone for like, I don't miss you. I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, I miss you because I don't miss you. We work here. Like if we were friends, if I really didn't miss you, then okay. I'd say that, but don't get twisted. We're employees. So I don't miss you. So, and then they were just, you know, people get mad about that, but why do I have to lie to make you feel better? I don't miss you. I don't miss you when you're gone because we're employees and you went out on the work thing and then you came back. 
Why am I obligated to miss you? Right. Miss me with that. How about right. that? Right. There we go. You miss know what I mean? Like, and bullshit. it's just the but, struggle. I'm telling you. But, see, but I think that what I think is that the struggle, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, because of the heightened sense of like you're, you're devoting so much energy towards either trying to put yourself in that place where you're living your best life. You're, you're devoting so much energy uh, uh, to to take care of yourself mentally. And so you don't have energy to deal with other people's bullshit or whatever it is. You don't have the energy to do with anything. But I think that it almost, the, the struggle, at least for me, has allowed me to remove, if I can use the word, the mask. Mm-hmm. Because we all put on a mask in some way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. If I get invited to an event tomorrow night and I'm still not feeling so hot, but I'm supposed to emcee the event, I'm going to put on what I got to put on in order to get through that event and in order to get through that that whatever that makes sense no that makes total sense and i think that that part of that is like you have to be there's certain aspects in where you're on and there's certain aspects i'm not saying you know you, you the, the struggle is so real you just lost all your filter you're just being like somebody walk up to you fuck you like that's just not like that's just not what we're talking mm-hmm. about but it's a matter of like yes you, you're on, you, you're there to do a job. If you're emceeing an event and you're not feeling well, your job is not to tell everybody that the struggle is real. Your job is to make sure that people are having a good time, that the thing is flowing. That's your job. Absolutely. You do your job and you're on to, to, to do that thing. And I think that there is always going to be a certain element of that, even when the struggle is real. What I think what we're saying, and in addition to that, is like there are certain aspects of learning how to not put people first even in the little things and learning Mm. that no is just no that no is a complete sentence and my friends tell me this all the time and it's like you know it but you got to get to a certain part of the struggle to actually invoke it like it's like one of them little Mm. locks you're like on the struggle bus and you pass like under a tunnel and then that thing that ability to just say no unlocks or something like that like there's certain things that you learn that you probably wouldn't learn unless you were in the struggle. And the, but see, that's the part that I think is so beautiful about the struggle is it allows, again, for, uh, for us to take to make that choice of saying, I'm leaning in to take care of me and mm-hmm. to live for me and to live for my purpose, for my calling. Because at the end of the day, none of us can be of service to the world in the way that we were meant and designed to be of service if we don't take care of ourselves. And so at the end of the day, I think the beauty of that mask coming off is it allows you to say, once and for all, I finally got to the point where I'm saying me first, my needs first, my everything first, you know, and and now the producer's giving me the go to break sign. Wrap it up, B. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I was just thinking about that when you were, you broke, I wasn't going to say anything. When I broke? When you were broke, did it? When you were like, and now the producer, and then I immediately got that. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. No, I'm just thinking about how you know, like I don't care that the producer said wrap it up. You know, <laughs> I'm putting my needs first, and I'm I'm divulging all my my issues. Forty five minutes later, flowing from <laughs> my heart are the issues of my Ooh. heart. All right, we're gonna go to break. <laughs> Why We're Friends is a Level Ground podcast. Level Ground is an arts and culture collective that is collaborating with artists to inspire empathy and friendship across societal divisions. Support Level Ground by becoming a member for just $5 a month. Learn more about the perks of membership and sign up at onlevelground.org forward slash membership. 
Welcome back, friends. We are here. We're talking about how three weeks later we are still in the struggle. It is real, but we are learning a lot from it. Isn't that right, Alex? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I think I always look back in time and I think, oh my gosh, I really wish I would have leaned in a little bit more to what was happening because it was really, really cool. Well, not cool, but it was really uh, a lot going on and I could have leaned into. Yeah. And I so I'm hoping that my, my meditation is that I would lean in right now, even in the midst of the struggle, to be able because I think that's the struggle like you are able to engage with every emotion mm-hmm. on such a raw and vulnerable level mm-hmm. when that mask comes off and you're like everything yes. that's anger everything that's sadness everything that's joy you feel it almost on this way deeper level is that paper airplane coming together all right yeah this paper airplane is coming together just fine okay this right, is, paper planes this I is, fly like paper get high anyhow how I uh, speaking of music uh, we weren't speaking about it, but I just started singing a song. Whitney Houston, a new documentary is you, coming Whitney. out in July. Kevin McDonald, I believe, is the individual who put this all together. There are some really good articles about this. I'm really excited for this inter or this documentary. It features a lot of interviews with family members and with people who were close to Whitney. Something that I noticed about all of the people who have whether it be an excerpt from you know sissy houston an interview with her or clive or even um kevin costner who spoke at whitney's uh funeral service people always or people have come back and have said that whitney did not fully believe in herself and in her Mm -hmm. gifting and i think it's so absurd to me not absurd it's so it's so indicative of the human mind and the way that what has been done to us or what we choose to dwell on, whatever that is, that you can have the gift and still be in a position of life and in a state of mind where you are insecure about that. Mm-hmm. Because I think we, uh, most people would think if I were Whitney Houston or if I had that gift, you couldn't tell me nothing. Or if I, if I, you know, looked this way or if I did this, I, you couldn't tell me nothing. And it's just so indicative to me of the way that what others have either done to you or the way that you internalize or if, if it's not healed or if you don't have the ability, wh- whatever that is, yeah. uh, not just with Whitney, but just how we can, we can believe a narrative. Yeah. I think too, there's like a certain sense of and 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 this is the only word that comes to mind reverence that comes with particular gifts and i think that it's that with that comes a certain i don't want to say insecurity but hesitation or humility of like this is a very precious thing and so the way that i approach it i treat it as if it's a precious thing and so part of that regulates um whatever arrogance or confidence um, that I may use as a, when exuding that thing. And I, and you, you see this a lot with like people who are really good at things and they're like, well, I don't know, this is such like a precious. And it's like, because they reverence, um, that gift or that thing so much that they are tentative in ab- about approaching it with such arrogance. If mm-hmm. that makes any kind of sense. No, it does. Um, I also think that with Whitney in particular, I think that from such an early age and again i never met whitney i hopefully this documentary will i mean i think it's going to be a good tribute to her mm-hmm. a, unlike some of the things we've seen in the recent past mm. i mean it's only she she passed away in 2011 12 2012 february 11th 2012 so it's not even that long you know yeah. sissy houston came out with a book the year after so a lot yeah. of things have been 
thrown at us. I'm hoping that this will be not only a tribute to her, but give some insight because I think that coming into not just the industry at such a young age, but also the church platform that she sang on mm-hmm. from the time she was in her early teens. I think that there is a level of there are people who are going to naturally see the gift that she held and that only she held and going to try and put it on not a certain track but look this way do that do this and i often wonder you know if you know whitney was not pressured to either dress the way she did in the music video for i want to dance with somebody or to look the way she did in certain appearances i wonder what she really would have chosen from the young age as with anybody you know that's why i don't covet people not that i like his music but i don't covet justin bieber who or Lindsay lohan who were you know thrust into fame at such a young age because there's so many people whether it be publicist or your manager or people in the entertainment industry let alone family Mm -hmm. who are trying to tell you to what you need to do in order to make your steps forward Mm -hmm. and then you get to a point where you're like oh i can make my own decisions and you make some decisions that that are give the appearance of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you're trying to find your own in a space where everybody's trying to tell you who you are and what to do. Right. And and any kind of any kind of move like that will feel um, a little extreme in it, it being rebellion. And oftentimes, um, there are people who have to, who don't have to, but who believe they have to or they go to extremes in order to find their own space. Mm. And it's just a matter of that is a very different kind of struggle. It's a struggle we see a lot with a lot of the child stars and a lot of the different people. I think a um, an example of a person who was thrusted in really early on and had to go through a lot is Drew Barrymore. She was acting when she was like a baby. She, you know, she did... Um, fire starter she did all those things but there's also a part of her story where she was um an alcoholic by what age nine mm-hmm. and so having to go through <laughs> sorry all but that's like of, that's some shit when you are not even yeah, 10 years old yeah like look it up yeah. like it, she was really young i don't know if nine is the exact number but like and she talks about having to go through coming up in hollywood at a very young age and having to navigate all that was in her life and now she's you know drew barrymore so it's it's really interesting to see one this sense of struggle that has to take place in you struggling to find yourself and find your own voice in the midst of all this space where people are telling you who you are and everybody goes through that but people obviously in the limelight have a very acute experience with that and then it's really telling of when what happens when we see people like that struggle and i think that this is really like an important part of whitney's story is yeah. that whitney is this beloved person who is was just just an amazing person but struggled and a lot of that struggle was public and the way in which people either talked about or and it's you know fans people who were close to her and obviously there was still a core of people who were really you know there with her in the struggle and who loved her and who you know did all of that but it's it's really interesting to see how we set the parameters for a person's life based on who we think they should be. And as they're trying to navigate it themselves and they find themselves in struggle, which quite frankly, like it's not, unfortunately it's not uncommon that this particular struggle with substance abuse 
in Hollywood or in entertainment industry. But then when this happens, we want to throw people away. We want to make wide judgments about their character. Mm -hmm. We want to do things that disrespect them after they're dead. Like, I think it's just interesting to see how people respond to something that everybody goes through, which is struggle. But like, we want to respond to people in limelight as if they're exempt from struggle. And should they struggle, they are now right. less than who we have we set them up to be. Yeah. Right. And because, and all because of, again, like I said, had Whitney or had, had anybody from season one, day one felt that they had the, been empowered to make decisions as rotten as they may be, mm-hmm. but make their own decisions from day one, you know, from the beginning, you know, it, we wouldn't have any idea, <clears throat> excuse me, of, what they should be, you know, in our minds anyhow. And I think, again, I think that speaks to the insecurities that, again, I agree with you. There is a sense that when you have the gift, that there is a sense of humility that hits you. But I also do believe that when you have so many people pushing in different directions saying, no, don't do this, do this. No, you need to look like this. No, what you wearing or whatever, it turns into, oh, well, maybe, maybe I'm not as, you know, you know, because all the fans, the audience, the people watching, see and are gravitating towards what is the gift and what is the energy that was inside of her. Mm-hmm. And I think that even the people on her team and in management probably saw that too, but they want their piece of the pie and they want to, you know, it's so much, it's, it, I don't know. I just really love it when I see people who say, I want what's best for you. Can you tell me what that is and give that power to somebody else? That's true. But I think we all want a little bit of that limelight because let's think about it. When we see people on either Instagram or YouTube and they're just, you know, dressed regularly and they're singing their ass off. The moment that they get in the limelight, what happens? They got to get a makeover. They got to get the show. You're not about to go to no tour with some person with a bomb ass voice. It's just sitting there in a t-shirt and jeans. It's just, there's nothing. And they just sitting there singing. Except for Adele. People I mean, some people do, but see her they even stand. still want to just see her dressed up and they want to see the lights and they want to see all of the things. So all of that, like, still too like even in the adoration of the fans it comes with this particular package and so like you said i I could see how any person who has a gift can be like they love me but who do they love that part like i think that's the biggest question and i think even in terms of the struggle and pulling off the mask and saying all right y'all i'm taking off this mask (laughs) and i'm gonna find out who is really rooting not just rooting for my rise but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna find out the people who are who 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 got attached to what I did because I think we have different masks right not just one necessarily we put on different masks for different relationships so maybe with family you put on a mask and then for the certain group of friends you might do different masks based off of what you're receiving from that person and maybe it is affirmation or maybe it's something you don't need and you should have let go of but we do we put on these different masks to to receive uh, some type of a benefit from these different relationships mm-hmm. and when you take off the mask and you say I'm about to take this off and I want to know if what you've liked all this time and what you've been drawn to all this time is just the mask right and I mean and that's part of it part of engaging in relationships is learning not only what masks that friend or that partner has but also you know learning who they are when they take it off you know and, and, and help and you know yeah can you handle that? It's like they know me with a bunch of wigs. You gotta know her hair look like, but you also gotta be familiar <laughs> with all of her wigs. Well, that's that's pretty much sums it up. I think that that's <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's you, and, and, and there's no right or wrong answer because you get to make the choice. And I think mm-hmm. when we give ourselves, when we remind ourselves, like you said, like oh, I, I get to make that decision, or oh, I don't, whatever it is, I, I get to make the decision to live for me 
and to include people that I want to include when I want to include them on any level. Aww. It's like there, there's a level of freedom that is is there. True. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah, the, the struggle bus needs to gas up. Yeah, so we definitely to needs to gas up with some coffee and maybe some Hennessy. This episode and brought we'll, to you um, by Arco. <laughs> Where alcohol is sold in between the hours of 9 a.m. and 11 p.m. I hate you. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> yep. Check. That means Check. we're back. And Alex is the one losing it. So I will be the one to bring it. Hold it together. <laughs> Hold it together. And usually to me, she loses it What did you first. learn? Yeah, actually, this is a miracle because usually I do lose it first. So, Alex, tell me a little bit about what you learned it this month since we ain't oh seen God. you. I ain't seen you in forever. I've been, I've been listening to the Hawkins. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, what have I learned? I, I think, I, I like you said before, you're at the point in your life, you mentioned in the thing in the first segment, that in terms of the struggle, like you're at the point in your life where you have already learned in your mind, the not, not all of the pieces of of what the struggle will do for you but it's a matter of okay like seasons come seasons go i sense uh not a season of lack but just a season of struggle and how can i lean into this and not fight it you know life has a way of teaching us the universe has a way of guiding us and so for me i think the recurring thought that i have is not to fight i'll I'll say the waves to to ride the waves to allow like i think we i can get so caught up in trying to fight the <laughs> the things that I'm up against where sometimes there's there's a lot of good stuff in there for me to learn so rather than try to fight it and get knocked down every five seconds why not just ride it and and, and it might be a little bumpy but it, you know it, it's okay you know you don't have I don't have to induce all this anxiety or all this pressure I can take deep breaths and be like is the sun gonna come up tomorrow yes okay then this too shall pass yeah that's good that's good I think for me, I'm learning that you can struggle and still be winning. So, mm, say more. So, I'm, you know, on the struggle bus, but I'm not on the struggle bus in terms of like there's all these bad things in my life. There's just a lot going on right now, and they're really good things, and I'm struggling to make sure that you know, I'm you know taking care of myself. I'm balancing it all. I'm, you know, making sure to say yes to the right things, making sure to say no to the right things. But in that struggle, like I still feel like I'm, you know, driving the struggle bus, but (laughs) it's winning. And it's kind of like if I was to use an image, it's kind of like think of a runner and I I don't run. So, you know, I don't know. But for those of you who do run or have seen people run, think of a runner who's running a race and it's like the last lap and they're just like pressing it like foot to ass. They're just getting it and they're in the lead. But they are like having to put everything in just to get to that finish line. But they know that they're going to win the race. Right. But they're still struggling to make sure that everything is up, that they got, you know, and they may be using that adrenaline of, oh, my God, I'm in the front or, oh, my God, I got this to get them through. But it's still a struggle. They're still working with all of these things. They're still pushing it, even though they're in the lead and they're winning. And so I think that's the kind of struggle that I'm in right now. And that's the kind of struggle 
that I'm, I'm claiming over my life. Because sometimes we could just be in the struggle and like we can say, oh, this is terrible and I'm struggling and we don't see how we're winning and we bring and through the manifestation of what we say, like all of this negativity. And so for me, I'm trying to identify when I'm in the struggle, when I'm just in a bad place and I've been there and I've been in that part where people have been like, oh yeah, you know, that was, I mean, just this time last year, I was not... I was in the struggle and I was not winning. I was like at the end of the race, you know, where you trip and then you trip other people because you trip. <laughs> I, no, that was up. me. But can I ask a question? Can I interject? <laughs> but yeah. can I interject? So comparing you, you mentioned, you said you were talking about how like you feel like you're winning even though in the struggle now, yeah. but a year ago at this time you were in the struggle and you weren't winning. So what I hear you saying is there was a change of mindset, not necessarily that the situation then was uh, bigger or worse than, or the situation right now is bigger or worse. It might be different, but I, what I hear you saying is it was almost like you learned something in that struggle that made it easier this time around. Is that what you're saying? In a way, yes. And I think part of it was obviously the situations are different. So that's very different, but more importantly, I was different. I'm different. So the struggle last year was, you know, I was under a lot of stress. I had all of these, like, I just couldn't handle it, but I wasn't equipped within myself to be able to maintain a healthy balance. I didn't already didn't have a healthy balance. And so I came into a hard situation unbalanced. So that threw me off into a spiral. And so that resulted in me just quitting everything and just taking the whole summer and literally house hopping, sleeping, watching Game of Thrones, reading really bad novels. Like that was all I had. And so that rest period helped me to get balance back and then getting back into therapy and doing those things. So now I, I'm in this sense of struggle of like being stressed and being frustrated with things. But then also there's a lot of good things that are adding to, to my plate. So now I'm like trying to balance all of those things, but I'm a lot more balanced. Um, and there are a lot of, I have a better grip on um, the factors of my life, of school, of work, of different things like that. And so I'm struggling but I also feel like I'm in a place of winning and I don't want to, um, I want to acknowledge and be truthful to the fact that I'm struggling, but I don't want it to overshadow all of the good things that are happening. And I, I'm trying to find the balance now of saying I'm struggling and I'm stressed, but I'm winning in that. Like this is part of it. I'm at the front that, of see the that's, race. But see, that's the beautiful part. Leaning into all aspects. Yeah. I, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's beautiful. All right. Well, I hope the struggle gets better for you, Tamisha. Uh, not only better, but I hope that you continue to win in your struggle. Yes. I know that you are winning right now, and I'm grateful that you will continue to win in your struggle. Thank you. And I hope that your struggle gets better and that all of the things that you learn and are learning from this sense of struggle are things that you will take into this new season that is just going to propel you further than you could ever imagine heard i heard it will continue to unfold i mm -hmm. believe and receive yeah all right y'all well we hope y'all have a wonderful week be sure if you're on facebook or instagram tag tamisha in something this week uh yes. doesn't matter what it is just tag her in something all tag right? me in something happy like a funny meme or something funny something that brings joy i don't want to see any you know I destroy. I don't want to hear. Try about to think struggle. about what would bring to Tamisha joy, winning. and then before you tag her, though. Yes, but All if right. you tag me in 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 context with single men who are eligible, who you think would be good for me, that would be the up. And if you got dick pics, do you got no, the receipts? No, that's not. Anyway, is you a size queen? I hate you. <laughs> I hate you.
But yet I'm you won't either. wrap this podcast up. We're just going to wrap this podcast up. I will keep asking questions until you... <laughs> you will keep asking questions. But yeah, something joyful. You know what? We're going to go and we're going to see you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Turn this off, Joy. Joy. Joy, turn it off. Hey, friends. This week's episode is sponsored by Carice's Joy. It's handcrafted body care. And it is absolutely amazing. I have tried this and I am in love. They also have body butters and scrubs, all organic, all natural, and all made with love. You can also check out caricesjoy.com. That's spelled C-A-R-I-S-E-S-J-O-Y.com.